Consequence Podcast Network. This is the Album of the Week, a weekly series on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network that features in-depth discussions with various staff writers and myself, the host, Dedrick Hendricks, where every week we find the most topical release of the week and review it. Last week we did Sharon Van Etten's new album, Remind Me Tomorrow. This week we have Fiddler's new album, Almost Free. And I'm going to be joined by Lindsay Teske, who has an awesome review up at ConsequenceOfSound.net on this new album. So before we get started, before I bring Lindsay on, I want to tell you guys, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. iTunes, Google Play, everywhere podcasts are available. Keep up with the Consequence of Sound podcast network and the Album of the Week series. Because again, every week, you never know what the Album of the Week is going to be. So be, the only way to keep up and check out what is our album of the week is by subscribing. Simple as that. And leave us a review and let us know what you guys are thinking of this podcast. And this week we have Fiddler's Almost Free LP. And we have the reviewer for ConsequenceOfSound.net. Lindsay Teske is joining us today to help review the album by Fiddler. Lindsay, thanks for joining us. First time, right? Yeah, and thank you for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> I, I was a little shocked, but the Twitterless Lindsay Teske. I know. I'm like the only 22-year-old that isn't on like every single social media platform. But I don't know. I'm not cool enough for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And these days without social media, it's like it's like almost like, do you exist? But absolutely. Yeah. Lin- Lindsay exists, people. And she has a fantastic review up at ConsequenceOfSound.net <laughs> with the new uh, Fiddler album, Almost Free. And so let's go ahead and dig into it. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dig into the album that I really enjoyed. Almost free. So let's go ahead and start off with the lowdown, you know, kind of the background coming into the album release. I know a couple of tracks have been out for a while, but we finally have the album. So let's kind of just dig in to the lowdown with this album. So Almost Free is really unique in the sense that it sounds nothing like the past two records that Fiddler has released, Um, whereas those can almost be considered um, companion albums in the sense that they have um, very similar style and spirit. Almost Free is so different, and that's not a bad thing by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fiddler definitely was very um, exploratory in creativity and by adding different sounds in the mix, and I think it works really well. Um, like, yes, it's not that uh, signature, like, guitar-fueled intensity that um, their self-titled album and two had, but that doesn't mean it's bad. And I understand that maybe listeners who preferred that sound might be a little shocked when they first hear this, but at the end of the day, it still has those kind of like core, what I will call fiddlerisms in there, which is um, their incredible lyrical honesty and the fact that their music is just fun to listen to. That, to me at least, is what makes um, Fiddler unique. Those two elements are always there no matter what. And so, and that's definitely true and almost free. They're very much present. They have a huge presence. And so, um, even though they kind of sonically took a different route, those two elements still lay at its foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, as a result, it turned into something I think is really great. And it's exciting to see them kind of um, indulge their creativity and indulge their um, exploration in the record. And the result, I think, really reflects that in a nice way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to kind of, you know, preview 
us digging a little bit deeper into the album. Now, this is the second time. Now, we've, we started this album of the week series back in, I think, October. And this is only the second time in this podcast series. Now, I'm, I'm not putting you on the spot. No pressure or anything. But this is only the second time in this podcast series where I actually, at least from what it looks like, from what, the way it appears, I actually enjoyed the album more than the reviewer. Um, so that, that's just the way, that's just the way we're going to go into this. I'm loving it. So, um, and, and that's obviously a great lowdown kind of backing around the album. So let's go ahead before we get to the bad. Um, let's start with what you liked and things that you really enjoyed from this album, Almost Free. Okay. So this is actually something I did not put in my review, which I retrospectively wish I had. <laughs> um, the, uh, Max, the drummer, he is incredible on this. I mean, you know, great in every record, of course, but if you listen to like tracks like alcohol so strong as like its own entity and I think that is really incredible. The more I listen to the record, the more that kind of shined through to me. Um, so that is something I definitely um, would recognize as one of its strengths. And then secondly, and this is something I did mention in the review, um, the lyrics. Um, Fiddler has always, to me at least, had very strong lyrics, and it's largely because they tackle heavy topics and call things what they are. Um, you know, music inherently will reflect the human experience and emotion and um, all of that. But, uh, you know, Fiddler won't be a band that uses lyrics about a storm as a thinly veiled metaphor for sadness. Like, mm-hmm. if they're sad, they're going to say they're sad. If they're pissed off, they're going to say they're pissed off. <laughs> if they're drunk, they're going to say they're drunk. If they're having mental health struggles, they're going to say that. And I think there's really something unique um, and commendable about calling things directly for what they are in art. It's not something I think we hear um, in music to the degree that we should. And so when Fiddler does that, it's it's really refreshing because we all wrestle with understanding our own minds and behaviors and um, almost free in all their songs, essentially let us know that we're not alone. For example, um, thought mouth talks about romantic insecurity. That's obviously something we all can connect to to some greater, or lesser degree. Um, alcohol, although it is obviously quite literally about <laughs> alcohol. Um, it has this really strong underlying theme of like a yearn for escapism Mm-hmm. that um, we all crave in life, for sure, because <laughs> it's hard to be a person. <laughs> and um, just overall mental health struggles that they address in Kick, and um, even in By Myself, um, there's some really poignant lyrics, like, my life is like a pill that's getting harder to swallow. Um, I think that's a line that specifically we can all definitely relate to as we grow up and graduate into adulthood, because as the older we get, the harder things are. And I think that's that line can really resonate with a lot of people, but quite honestly, that can be said about so many of the lines. Like if I went through and listed every line that was uh, resonant or relatable or refreshingly candid and almost free, I would be talking for an hour, (laughs) more than an hour. Um, And I think that is really kind of like the consistent magic Fiddler has. Their lyrics are just so delightfully candid, and I think that's why people are able to kind of connect them in the way that they are, because at least I know the people that I know that like Fiddler really like Fiddler, and I think it's because 
it's things like this. They take kind of like the topics that some people, frankly, are too scared to even think about and put them into a song and where they state things so plainly. And I think that's really powerful. And, you know, at the end of the day, music is about connection. And I think with their lyrics, Fiddler really cracks that code. That has been true in every single one of their records. And we saw that um, advanced in a more sophisticated manner in um, the songs on Almost Free. Without teasing too much, because we'll save essential tracks for the very last before we get out of here. But just kind of, I'm glad you brought up Thought and Mouth. Now, that was actually, I will go ahead and spill I will give at least one spoiler away from my side anyway. That was my favorite track on the entire album. I really connected with them. I just, I loved everything about it. And you mentioned the lyrics. I, I, I love the lyrics. I love the drums in it. Um, I, I loved about, I think about two minutes in, it kind of switches gears a little bit into a different sound. So I really loved that one. Um, and a, another one I wanted to ask you about too, um, because I, I know there was like a variety of different producers on this album as well that have worked with like 21 Pilots and I think Rihanna and Imagine Dragons. So there's like all tons of connections here on this album. But another one I wanted to ask you about, what did you think of Scam Likely? because there's so much duality there it's kind of like sonically from a musical standpoint it's like very fun Mm -hmm. um and very light like you would listen to that when you were like in a good mood on a sunny day but the lyrics kind of have a different narrative going on there um i thought it was um at least the way i interpreted it was um very insightful commentary on like competitive culture that is so prevalent in America, especially Mm -hmm. like the line, have you made your kill today? To me, that reminds me of how um, we're always supposed to be like productive and um, advancing ourselves um, in some way. And so I thought that part was really interesting about that. And so to have that message set to very jovial music, I thought was really, really interesting. I thought that was kind of uh, very creatively intelligent to kind of pair um, lyrics and music that are, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, I love that one. That, that's why I wanted to ask you about that. And all the way, as you mentioned, throughout this album, and they I think they mentioned this in like the preview of previewing the album, said Almost Free touches on many of the tragedies and, and irritations of modern life. And I felt like Scam Likely was one of those. So I loved it for that. And also I loved, you know, the, the instruments in it. I, ju- I just love it. I love, I'm a big funk guy. Um, that's probably one of my favorite genres. And I felt like I had a little funk in it um, with the trumpets and yeah, the other instruments. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, because there's one track that we both agreed on um, that we both liked, and that's Good Times Are Over. Um, what what did you, for me, it just kind of took me back to the early 2000s. Um, I'm, a, I'm a 90s yeah. baby, so that was like my prime there, you know, listening to music. So what did, what did you think of that one? Talk to me. I don't want to be your enemy. Whatever happened to communication, conversation? Yeah, no, I actually like that for the same reason. Um, 
it kind of like reminded me of like the music of that time. And that was the sound I had already kind of like knew I enjoyed. So I think it kind of like indulged that side of me. But um, what I really liked about that was um, on um, quite honestly, like I'm a guitar music girl through and through, like if it has guitar, I love it. So I really liked the presence of the guitar in that. That was, I think I was really grabbed by the music on instinct first. Mm -hmm. Um, But also like, I think the title is just very, um, kind of like poignant in the sense it it makes you think about kind of, or at least for me, maybe thought about like my life and like, did I know when um, like in something was ending and like walking away from something or whatever. And um, so I thought that was really interesting too, but I don't know, musically, I thought it was just very kind of like gripping and almost meditative, which is interesting because that isn't normally a word I would associate um, with a song that has so much, um, kind of like a quiet gusto, really. But I think it's um, it's powerful and it's reflective, and I think that's why it, to me at least, it stood out. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll save we'll save the rest of the tracks that we liked for the essential tracks because we can only so the only, only pick three. thing for me so that it's going to be hard to narrow it down, hmm. but I'm sure we'll get we'll get to that one. But, <laughs> but let's that, let's go some, over well, let's go over some things like, we didn't necessarily enjoy. What were some things that you know? I, I don't want to say rubbed you the wrong but, way, um, but what were some things that, you, wonderful? that kind of I threw you off a little bit with this points, album? In certain tracks, that maybe led to a little too much busyness, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like you have, like, all the rhythms and the horns and, like, other sound effects with the <laughs> lyrics, and um, those are all great, but at times I think uh, that could leave the ear a little unfocused and you kind of wouldn't know uh, where to give your attention to. And... Um, Obviously, this is a great um, record, and you want to be able to pay attention to it and digest it. And I think um, during those moments where there was so much going on musically, it was kind of hard to really zero in on one specific element or um, the whole thing. And then, therefore, it's like you kind of miss it all because you're not quite sure where to direct your attention. Um, Which, to me, I felt like was a shame because, you know, you want to listen, this is a record that deserves to be listened to carefully and thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And when there's so much going on, it kind of makes it a little hard to do that. So that was my only, um, the only thing I didn't necessarily love, per se. I have a couple tracks written down that kind of made me feel that way. And you can tell me if you agree with either of these. So the first one that <laughs> I instantly agreed with you on with that um, was Kick. Yeah, and Kick, I think, um, has one of the, obviously, like, the lyrics, again, are so um, compelling there, and it's very, um, I don't know, like, <laughs> the thing I, like, took away from it was, like, when he has that line, um, I don't care about your shitty friends, can I get an amen? I was thinking, <laughs> you know, I'm sure when they play this live, people will actually scream out amen, because when hasn't anyone ever been in that situation? Right. Um, and so it has, like, so many great lyrical gems like that, and so when kind of everything else is kind of, like, washing over it, um, kind of like those key elements get washed away. And I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, every musical element should be necessarily isolated or whatever, but I think when there's so much going on at once, it does definitely kind of like make it difficult to zero in. And I think Kick is one of those tracks because there are really great lyrics there and um, obviously other musical elements that are great and more than worthy of attention. But when so much is going on, you kind of miss it. 
Yeah, absolutely. That that was the main one that when you know I was reading your review and listening to the album at the same time, and that was just like, yeah, that's exactly what she's talking about. That's that that's at yeah. least that's how I, <laughs> at least that's how I felt. So great minds think alike on that one. But and then just, and just one more, just one more that didn't really I didn't really enjoy that much. Um, I don't I don't think necessarily that it was overpowered or anything. I just I didn't get a whole lot from it. Um, I I don't know how you felt, but called you twice. What did you think of that one? Yes. Oh my gosh. I was like, part of me was hoping we were going to talk about that because I definitely have um, a lot of thoughts. So like, um, it's, it's very interesting because, um, well, first of all, um, you know, uh, Zach Harper and Kay Flay's voices, they like blend really well together, which is really cool. Um, and I think, you know, we've all kind of like experienced that feeling where like, <clears throat> when we know that like something isn't going to work. Um, but uh, it it didn't grab me as much as I would have liked it to. Um, you know, on the first opening notes, I was really prepared to, like, be moved and swept away and have some, like, big reminiscent experience and whatever. And I'm not saying that didn't happen, but it I, I felt like it didn't quite have the gravity that it maybe set out to. And it definitely had some, like, you know, it's, I think um, a masterfully composed track and there's definitely like a lot of merit there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it has substance, but maybe not, maybe not enough. Yeah, that that's definitely how I felt. You know, I was just, I was just listening to it. I'm just like, I don't know exactly what to take from it. Um, I, I don't, yeah. you know, I was just kind of confused. Um, but that was, that was pretty much it. Other than that, um, get off my rock. The first track was pretty good. It got me almost, I, I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, but it made me like, if maybe if someday I would decide to be a professional wrestler in WWE or something, uh, that would be my entrance music. That would, <laughs> that would be awesome. I know. Right. So that that's what I got out of that one. I was just like, dude, this is like definitely my entrance music. It just made me feel, it made me feel kind of like a, it made me feel like a badass. That's exactly what I'm just listening to. it. I'm like, yes. So yeah. Th- th- so that was pretty much it on the ones that I didn't enjoy, which is called you twice and kick just didn't really get a whole lot from it. Um, but we both agree and you gave it a B. Um, and I, I actually went a little bit higher. I was, I gave it a B plus, um, just to be a little more generous. Um, but you know, what was the overall verdict? What, what can fans, you know, that aren't, that aren't really familiar with Fiddler and the fans that are familiar with Fiddler. What is the overall verdict and what can fans get from this album? So I think that um, the fans that maybe preferred Fiddler's, um, like the Sonic Tropes, their previous work, which was like really heavy guitar, like really like these like fun kind of like intense songs that are kind of like uh, what I'll call like pure thrashers, I guess. Um, I feel like at first maybe uh, they're, Long-time listeners might not know exactly how to digest kind of like the new musical elements they've integrated into the track, but I do think that it's one of those albums where the more you listen to it, uh, the more it grows on you because you see that even though they are kind of branching out here creatively in terms of introducing new musical elements, like to me, it's still distinctly a Fiddler album. Like you still have um, the the bold lyrics, you still have, like, the the musical intensity it just comes in um, a different form this time around. And so I think after, like, a few listens, I think they're more uh, long-time listeners will really warm up to that. And I think um, for those who are maybe just discovering Fiddler now, it'll be really exciting because um, 
they kind of see that they've kind of uh, gone from like two different sonic spheres. They've had that more uh, kind of like classic punk influence in their earlier two albums. And then now they have something um, that kind of can't even be defined within the confines of one genre, which I think is a really cool thing. And at the end of the day, um, you know, kind of like, no, it's more interesting if a band doesn't keep uh, falling down the same path in terms of their sound. It's more interesting if they mm-hmm. don't maintain a uniform sound. And I also think this is something we see a lot in bands with their third album, um, which is where they've introduced a sound on their first album. They've kind of tweaked and made it more sophisticated within the second album. But then in the third, they kind of uh, bring something new to the table. And I think in Fiddler's case, this worked out pretty well. And I think it shows how versatile that they are as artists. Because at the end of the day, Fiddler is composed of four really strong musicians. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they can, you know, do kind of like the the punk influence thing, and then they kind of here bring in this really unique hybrid album that has, you know, like the punk rock thing too, but also kind of like funk elements and hip-hop elements and like, even like I would even say some jazz elements in it too. I think yeah. that shows that they're very versatile in terms of what they can successfully bring to the table. Absolutely. Overall, you have three essential tracks. So what what were the essential tracks that you chose and why? Okay, so the three I chose were Alcohol, Good Times Are Over, and Flake. Um, I chose Alcohol just because um it to me that was the track on um almost free that kind of harken back the most to their earlier work. And um, I don't know, it, I thought it was really cool because it shows that even though, um, you know, they did introduce all these different elements, um, you know, they still kind of like had a little bit of uh, that punk infused kick in there. And I thought that was really cool. And um, I don't know, I've been partial to the song for a while because it was one of the ones that was released um, furthest out from the album's release date. Um, so it had been something that had uh, <laughs> been on my Spotify favorite songs thing for um, a few months. So I don't know. I've always loved that track. It has so much energy, and the drumming in it is incredible. Like, it's so powerful, and I think it shows that, um, like, a really, really kind of cohesiveness that they can obtain while literally thinking about wanting alcohol. Like, not many bands can nail that down, but they did. And so... Um, it's high energy. It's fun to me. That was that's why that one stood out. Good times are over. I kind of already talked about that a little bit. Called back to like the early two thousand sounds, and I think everyone, I think like multiple generations are kind of suckers for that a little bit. It's all kind of like a guilty or not guilty pleasure that we have um, in terms of music. And so I think the fact that they introduced something with that sound is kind of fun in a nostalgic way. But it wasn't you know totally nostalgic because they innovated it to make it their own and i thought that was really cool i thought that was a good way to kind of wind down the album with that track flake again it's just like the same reason i picked alcohol it's just really full throttle really high energy um really fun i don't know i really like punk rock so like i love any song where someone's like you know pissed off or whatever (laughs) um and so i think the fact that um you know they say like you're a flake i'm like yeah, like you tell them. <laughs> I don't know. So it appealed to that side of me. I don't know. I didn't put this in there, but I would also put almost free in there as well as like a, if I could make a late edition, that's what I would say as well. Because like, 
again, they're four really talented musicians, and it's really nice just to kind of um, listen to them jam on an instrumental track. Um, but, yeah, so that's why those were my selections. I loved it. Yeah, I was uh, the title track, I was going to add that in as well. Just be- It was like I, f- I felt like I was there. You know, it was just them jamming out, just hanging out. Um, it was about like a, yeah. minute, a minute or so. Um, I, I really like that one, too. Um, that's a good one. So I, I chose Scam Likely. Um, that was that was my first one. As I mentioned, just the, I love the, you know, the funk sound, all the instruments and everything that they included in there. The the lyrics like the same on uh, Thought and Mouth. Um, I just I yeah. love I, I just really loved, you know, the combination of the lyrics, uh, all the instruments, the drums on Thought Mouth. That was my like I mentioned, that was my favorite one on the entire album. That's definitely going on my playlist. I have a playlist on Spotify <laughs> where I I pretty much compile all my favorite songs like like that. I just hear throughout my life and Thought Mouth is on there. So um, nice. that's how that, that's how we're going to do that. So that was my favorite. That was my favorite track on the album. And then finally, we both agreed on Good Times Are Over. Uh, totally agree with you. Couldn't have said it better myself. A great way to kind of wind down the track. Um, early 2000s sound. Again, I'm a sucker for that. So absolutely loved it. So I gave it a B plus. You gave it a B. Um, that, that's, a, that's our review here. Almost Free, the new album by Fiddler. So, Lindsay, um, we, we kind of got to know you a little bit on this. So we, we don't have anywhere to follow you. Um, so what, what, what's next for you? What, what can we expect? And I, I like that, by the way, I'm just picking on you. I, I like that. Um, not a big social media person. You're not missing anything, but a bunch of trouble anyway. <laughs> so I, I love that by the way. Um, but what, what can we expect? You have any other reviews coming up for consequence? What you have coming up? Not at the moment right now, but, um, you know, I'm always kind of like tracking things that like I would run or write about. I'm always thinking of pitches. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of uh, doing that. But <laughs> I guess that was a very elaborate answer for um, I'm brainstorming. I love it. So so pretty much you're hanging out and, and ready and willing for your next review. Is, is that what we can, yeah, we can say? Yeah, ready and willing. I love I've it. got a whole like spreadsheet of like bands and songs I liked and whatnot. So. Yes, there's always an arsenal <laughs> ready to go. I love it. I love it. Fantastic review, by the way, Lindsay. And I really appreciate you joining us today here on the Album of the Week series. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. This was fun. Lindsay Teske joining us here on the Album of the Week series. We just got done reviewing Fiddler's new album, Almost Free. Again, she gave it a B and I gave it a B plus. So we both really enjoyed the new album by Fiddler. And hopefully you guys are going to be checking it out. This is the Album of the Week series where... We pretty much feature an in-depth discussion on the week's most topical release between myself, Dedrick Hendricks, and various staff writers. And this week we had Lindsay Teske joining us here to help review the new album, Almost Free by Fiddler. Until next week, everybody, you guys never know what our album of the week is going to be, you know, so be sure to tune in, subscribe, rate, and review. But the only way to keep up is by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, everywhere podcasts are available. That's the only way to keep up. You never know what the album of the week is going to be. So this has been the Album of the Week series by the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network. And I've been your host, Dedrick Hendricks. Consequence Podcast Network.